So the question is, what do you do or what do you not do when setbacks present themselves? One thing is very true uh, about each one of us, and I think everyone in the world. COVID has caused setbacks worldwide to Christians and non-believers alike. And so the question we answer tonight is relevant. The question we answer tonight is uh, is real. El Chirabo says that in case of setbacks, I have learned that in such moment, God is always working up something great. So all I do is trust him. All I do is trust him. At this point, I'm going to ask that Mr. Kendall will call in so we can be able to uh, listen to him. Lucy, go ahead and pray with us as we get started in God's okay. work. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we're truly grateful. We're truly grateful that in this ever-changing world, with our ever-changing hearts and emotions and minds, you never change. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. You are good. You are always good. Mr. Kendari, you're welcome. It is good to be with you. And it's uh, interesting as I've been watching the different responses and uh, that you basically hit all the characters except two that that uh, I was going to talk about. I'm going to share about uh, three, uh, three sets of characters from the Bible. I'm also going to talk about two contemporary uh, people and what they've been through. But this, these are trying times. COVID-19 is, has done something to the world that the world has not seen since 1918. And, and, uh, but even more so because of all the opportunities we live in and now are taken away. And so as we talk about setbacks, let's, let's talk about Joseph. And uh, I was glad he was one of the first ones that were brought up in the in the discussions and the and the, uh, those texting in. But it's interesting. Joseph saw setbacks from his brothers, and there were setbacks from jealousy from them. They saw him as the favored son. They saw him as as uh, self seeking. They saw him uh, in in many ways, uh, and and they did not want to bow down before him. They didn't want to be even thought of in that way. And so they put him into slavery because of jealousy. And then with Joseph's setbacks from Potiphar's wife, here he is, he's a slave, and he earns the right to run the house and run the, the, uh, uh, the, the things for Potiphar. And the most trusted person in the whole house is Joseph. But then Potiphar, because Potiphar's wife because of her advances to him and and she hated the setbacks came from her hatred of uh, his purity and you know there's times I've seen that within life that people are jealous and so they do things to set us back uh, sometimes our purity is hated hated and so they do things to set us back but then the third thing we see is, the Pharaoh's servants who were in prison with him. And and then he said, hey, remember me when you get out. Well, one did get out and got hung up on the wall. The other one got out and served Pharaoh, but he forgot, he forgot him. 
He forgot Joseph. And so setbacks from a lack of gratitude on being able to being told what was happening. And so uh, here's three sets of setbacks from, from the emotional, the jealousy, from, from the uh, purity being biblical uh, aspect, as well as in our attitude of gratitude. So what, what's the natural reactions when we have these setbacks? It could have been bitterness. Uh, it could have been fear. And that's what it was by his brothers. It could have been reactionary behavior. And so uh, those are three big responses we, we take to uh, setbacks. And I'm talking about negative behavior. Bitterness sets in, and so we get angry, and then we do things that really defy God, defy people, and we set back even our own testimony before those around us. That the idea of fear, Joseph's brothers uh, were fearful when their father died. And so they went unto Joseph and said, we are your servants. They wanted to live. They didn't want to be killed. They thought Joseph would kill them out of retaliation. But then Joseph in, in, uh, uh, in 50 verse 19 said unto them, fear not, for I am in the place, for I am in the place of God. But as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass at his this day to save much people life, not just his family, but many people. Now, therefore, fear ye not, for I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. And so with Joseph and and those, I only named three. There's really other setbacks we could see there uh, from those around him because they uh, they mumbled against him. But again, because of God working in him, he was able to look forward rather than look back. Then we have Job. And Job, with with God's permission, Satan had all of Job's oxen uh, were kidnapped. All his sheep were killed with fire. His camels were stolen. And all his sons were killed by a great wind blowing down the house they were parting in. Plus, all the servants in those four locations were killed or taken away, except four, except four to bring the message of what happened there. What did Job do? He said, blessed be the name of the Lord. He didn't rant. He didn't rave. He didn't wail. I'm sure he was hurting. I'm absolutely sure he was hurting. But he said, blessed be the name of the Lord. Then as the Lord said, hey, Satan, look at my servant Job. And he did that the second time. And Satan says, well, you haven't done anything to him yet. And so Lord gave him, God gave him the permission to do anything but, but take his life. And so Satan gave him a disease of boils, covered him from head to toe that seeped with, with uh, uh, just ugly, ugly smelling pus. And so how did Job react when his wife says, Job, curse God and die. Just curse God and, God and die. Go away. And what he said was, shall we receive good at the hand of God? And shall we not receive evil? In all this, did Job not sin with his lips? See, it's interesting. 
Job chose to choose the higher ground. Now we know later in Job where he started to question a little bit because he was being hammered by his three so-called friends. At least they spent time with him, but they were kept telling him, hey, you got to be the biggest of sinners to have this happen. Job, why don't you just just get it over with? Confess what you've done wrong. And, And Job said, no, I worship God. I love God. But it's interesting where he says, Lord, I know thou knowest all things. No thought can be withholden from thee, it says in Job 42.2. But then the third set of characters or characters in, in God's word, Paul and Silas. It's interesting. They're put in prison. They're put in prison for preaching the gospel. They're put in prison for, for talking about Jesus. They're put in prison because they're seeing lives changed. And what do they do when they're put in prison? They started singing. They started praising God. And even after being beaten and their whole attitude, when the walls came down, instead of running away and say, ha ha, we're free, that uh, they go to the jailer and says, don't kill yourself. Don't kill yourself. We're here. Instead of running away, they faced the very one who put him away, the very one that had him beaten. They chose to sing praises to God. So how do we react when facing hardships like COVID-19, other things? In ministry, I've been in ministry full-time now for 43 years, and I've been working with young people for uh, 50 years. And in that time, there's many times I could talk about hardships I went through, setbacks I went through. And, and, And in doing so, Let me share some things we need to take a look at. Number one, we need to evaluate, is our life pure? Is there sin to confess? There's times that these setbacks came because of me, because of things I was doing wrong, because of things I was not doing right. And I had to evaluate. And where it's interesting, in John 9, 2, the disciples said to Jesus, that has this blind man sinned or did his parents sin? They assume that sin caused the problems. And Jesus said, no, it's for God's glory. But we also need to understand in James 5.16, pray, pray, and, and the idea of confessing our sins that ye may be healed. There's times in which our sins do bring on the hardships. And so we need to, first of all, look at ourselves. What have we done? that caused this, or what are we doing to cause what's going wrong to be worse? And so we need to talk to God and say, Lord, help me, help me to grow, help me to be pure. And we need to go to 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to cleanse us of, of our sins and, and, and you know, to make us clean, to make us clean. It's also interesting that just because we confess our sins doesn't mean the trial goes away. What it means, the trial becomes easier for us to take because now we are right with God. So number one, we need to evaluate first of all ourselves and make sure our life is pure. Is there sin to confess? Number two, we need to be impatient. We need to be not impatient, but patient. And in Peter, in Peter, it talks to us 
in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 19 and 20, it says this in 1 Peter 2, 19 and 20. For this is thankworthy if a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. For what glory is it? If when we be buffeted for your faults, ye shall take it patiently. But if when ye do well and suffer for and take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. Sometimes trials come and we've not done anything wrong to deserve it. We haven't done anything wrong to cause it. And so God is saying, when it happens, take it patiently. Take it patiently. In fact, we need to reflect Christ to other people. Mike Calhoun, who is the director of our local church ministries for many years, and he is today equipping leaders and pastors to go all the world to preach the gospel, to start churches, to start ministries. I remember when his daughter was killed in a multi-car accident over 50 cars, and only one person was killed, and that was his daughter. Now, his daughter, that she was a lady who, uh, she was married, she worked in a place, and she shone all over the place. Everybody knew she was a Christian. Everybody knew she walked with the Lord. Everybody knew that she was real. And how do I know that? Because I was at her celebration of life and people gave testimony from her work of what she was, what she uh, represented. And I remember Mike, as he faced all this and he made this statement, I guess it's time for me to live what I've been preaching all these years. If it's been truly real in my life or just sermons I've given and what's exciting is, again, today he's equipping leaders to go all over the world because he chose to follow God's way. Was it easy for him? No. Did he shed tears? Lots of them. Uh, did he ever a, a, ever get discouraged at times as he thought of what it had been to have his daughter and maybe have grandkids through her? Ah, uh, yes. But he still trusted God. I like that one phrase that was brought out by one of you, the idea of learning to trust. But the third thing, or the fourth thing is, we need to reflect his joy. First thing is to evaluate. Second thing, we need to be patient. Number three, we need to reflect Christ to others. But also, fourthly, we need to reflect his joy. We need to reflect his joy. And uh, most of you probably know this by heart, but James 1, 2, and 3 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations or trials, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. And that word patience in the King James really means endurance. And endurance leads to maturity. I think of Johnny Erickson Tata. Most of you might know her story. That when she was a teenager, she was... Uh, at a party, and she dived into this pool and hit her head into the rocks. She dived uh, too shallow of water. Her head hit the, the rock. She was paralyzed from the neck down. Originally, she laid in a hospital uh, hospital bed and, and being held in place by a band around her head to make sure she didn't twist it the wrong way and in a bed that would turn her every so often. 
And she would learn to count the the holes in the ceiling and then the holes in the floor, the dots that are in the floor. And she wished death. She wanted to die. She had a pity party. She did not want to live. But then she trusted Christ. Then she started trusting God. Then she started living for him. And then rather than looking for opportunities for pity and looking for opportunities to pity herself, that she sought for opportunities to serve. And she served by sharing with others her story. She served by helping others uh, that were in the same straits as she was. She, she looked for opportunities not only to serve, but to give. And this idea of giving that I, I've been in airports, I've seen teams that come from her organization who are bringing wheelchairs and crutches and different things to different people. I remember seeing them in Africa, I remember seeing them uh, in, in Asia, that she learned to serve, she learned to give. She took those opportunities to do those two things. And then she took the opportunity to grow and she grew. Uh, she couldn't paint anymore with her hands, so she learned to paint with her mouth. She learned to take the opportunities to grow rather than digress. Even though her body was weak, her mind was sharp. Even though her body was weak, her heart was driven. Even though her body was weak, she desired to move forward in her walk with the Lord. And then she learned to be creative. And that's one of the things I'm excited. I talk about Africa. I talk about the camp in the clouds. I talk about what you're doing on the internet. Uh, as I talk to Nigeria and, and to uh, Audra, to uh, Victor, to Stephen, and, and to the different ones in Nigeria. I talk to David and I, I read the letters from David and, and, and from, uh, from also David uh, and Amanda and as well as South Africa, I'm seeing that you're taking these opportunities rather than sitting at home and having a pity party, you're getting out. And I'm hearing about you leaders as you're taking some of these tools that are given and you're reaching out to your young people in a way that's never been done before. Now, I, I haven't preached to a crowd in six months to be able to give the gospel because we can't get together in a crowd. But over the last six months, I led my neighbors to the Lord, that uh, I've talked to five waitresses about the Lord. Two of them trusted Christ. The, uh, one of the, another one said she would, she just didn't wanna do it right there in the restaurant right there. By the way, the last one I had joy of leading the Lord was yesterday as I was up preaching at a church up in Indiana. So the idea of being creative, it pushes to do the things maybe we know we should have been doing, but we chose to do the things that came easily for us rather than the things that takes a little bit of work. And what's exciting about creativity, as we put things to work, God uses that. We grow from that, and then we become better at it. And then we equip others to be better at it. And we help others then to serve the Lord by reaching out to their friends, to their neighbors, to their family. 
about Jesus. So setbacks, setbacks. Yeah, for the world, and I have those who complain and yell and holler and grumble, and but it doesn't make them any better. All it does is make them more bitter. What we need to do is be a light. And with that creativity, shine the light to those around us. Shine the light to those we contact. Shine a light to those we've never met before, but through through the internet, through the different media things we have available to us, we make new friends and we help them to see the light and then receive the light and then for them to share that light with others. Let's be creative. Let's serve. Let's give. Let's grow. When these things happen, let us not be a tool of Satan and sitting in pity, but instead, let us be an instrument of God, sharpened, prepared, and serving him wholeheartedly. Amen. If you're going to listen to a podcast before you go to before bed, you go to bed. Before you go to bed, you can as well grow in your faith. Cabin Devils. Your number one live podcast. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 9 p.m. East African time. <laughs>